Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, a radio broadcast brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a fascinating Bible study on heavenly authority, taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, in our church's Sunday services. Greg has been discussing the prophetess Deborah, who was a spirit-anointed judge in Israel, and yet who understood that it was God's calling upon Barak for him to lead the troops into battle against the enemy. Barak is resistant and says he will only go if Deborah goes with him. She capitulates but prophesies that he himself will not have the glory he should have had by personally defeating Sisera because of his attitude and request. Pastor then used the example of this godly woman to go forward into the New Testament and discuss the authority role of women in the New Testament church. When we left off last time, he was in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So let's rejoin Pastor Greg. And Paul in verse 14 brings nature into the argument. Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a dishonor to him? I think the covering here being spoken of is not a veil, but it's the hair itself. And you know, they're going into Gentile areas, and a lot of the women in those areas would take their hair and put it up and adorn it with braids, and Peter speaks about that, and all types of jewelry. And, and Paul is speaking about the natural hair covering the head. And it seems somehow like a restriction, but I want to point out in a passage that some feel is a restriction, a very important verse, but every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. What does that say? Forget about the head being covered. It means in the assembly that women are to pray and prophesy. There's authority given here. You see, people focus on what they think is a negative element of this section. But women have the ability to pray in the assembly. They can speak out in prayer, and they can prophesy. And we shouldn't be surprised at that, because throughout the Bible, we read about Deborah, she's a prophetess. Women often are given the gift of prophecy. We saw last time about Anna, the prophetess of great age, who was in the temple when the baby Jesus was presented. We've mentioned Philip's daughters. We've mentioned about the scripture in Acts, how he will pour out on men and women in those days of his spirit, and they will prophesy. And you know from 1 Corinthians, when it speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how prophecy is an important gift. Uh, all of chapter 12 to 14 speaks about prophecy, and the office of a prophet, first of all apostles, then prophets. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. The office of the prophet is an important office. And so Deborah, as a prophetess, as a judge, has a high office. And yet, Paul says, and here we come to some unpopular scriptures, and I'm going to get into dangerous territory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we started this last time. Let's read verse 34. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, 
but they are to be submissive as the law also says and if they want to learn something let them ask their own husbands at home for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church or did the word of God come originally from you or was it you only that it reached if anyone thinks himself a prophet or spiritual let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord that's how strongly Paul felt about it to say that qualifier if you think you're spiritual acknowledge that this is a commandment of the Lord that your women remain silent in the churches they're not permitted to speak they're to be submissive notice that word important key word here submission submissive and the other important key word as the law also says the law in verse 34 okay let's see the other cars let's get it out of the way and look at the other verse and get all the bad news. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 11. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. So again the word silence and again the word submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority. We're speaking about authority, right? Verse 12 of 1 Timothy chapter 2. I do not permit, Paul says, a woman to teach or have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. So again, he's appealing to nature. The man was created first. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. So Paul is insinuating here that there's a possibility that a woman could be deceived quicker than a man because Satan deceived Eve ah but as we said last time the sin came into the world because of the sin of the man what did Adam do okay Eve Eve says eat from this tree okay he wasn't a real stout-hearted leader right he just kind of goes along. He's supposed to be in a leadership position. He goes right along. So there's a problem with Eve, and there's a problem with Adam. And some of what Paul is saying here is to try to put a balance to correct the problem, the human nature, with Eve and with Adam. A woman is not to teach or have authority over a man. If you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, what we read with the hair, okay. in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, remember that part in verse 3. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And then he says down in verse 7, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and the glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. He is the image and glory of God. There's a direct image that men have of God. God is talked about as the father, right? We don't talk about God as a mother. Pagans do. But in 
the Bible, we know God as Father. When God comes into this world as a human being, he comes as a man. Jesus Christ was a man. And there is a direct image that he gives to men of himself that when a man does what he's supposed to do, brings glory to God. These are hard things to understand. But when a man takes the position he's supposed to take, the godly position, it brings glory unto God. Did not bring any glory unto God when Adam said, okay, Eve. But it brings glory unto God when a man takes the position he's supposed to take. So while we've seen all the wonderful ways that a woman can be anointed, that she can have gifts of the Holy Spirit, that she can have offices of authority, she can evangelize, God can use a woman for healing as a prophetess. Paul's telling us it's not supposed to be in a public way or in a public sense over a man. That word submission is important. She's not supposed to dominate. She's not supposed to be seen as being in control over the man. It's out of nature. She's not supposed to be publicly over the congregation. She's not supposed to be leading the troops. It's not proper in the nature of things for her to say charge. Barak is supposed to say charge. So women are restricted from participating in leadership over the church as freely as men. They obviously have positions. We talked about Phoebe being a deaconess. There's positions, there's authority, but it's not as free as in the case of men. Though men have restrictions also. We'll get to that in the, in the series as well. If there's a formal assembling of the church, if there's a formal assembling of the body, it's best for the women to stay silent apart from the Spirit's clear anointing to do different. The Spirit leads differently, that's one thing. But in the regular order of things, in a formal assembling, it's best for the women to remain silent. Um, that doesn't mean total silence. I wouldn't agree with the fact that she could pray or prophesy. Doesn't agree with other things we read in the scripture. But rather, she's not to stand up and assume control. So that submission word is very important. And people don't like the word submission. And yet everybody is to submit. Men and women, we all have something we have to submit to. It's not proper. And you know some of the first ones that won't like it? If a woman gets up and takes control of the congregation or directs the affairs of the congregation, you know the first one that's going to rile against that? Exactly, the other women. Very good. Obviously, we're not speaking about prayer, singing, worship, teaching the children. We're talking about teaching the men, giving the teaching, handling the important issues, a formal leadership. There's not supposed to be a formal control of a woman over the congregation. It's not also speaking, obviously, about family situations, Bible studies. Well, how do you know? Well, Jesus spoke to Martha and Mary in the house, right? Jesus spoke back and forth to the woman at the well. 
And you don't want to go off on a tangent on this, you know, have your women sitting there cringing, afraid to speak. It's talking here about the formal assembling of the body. Obviously, the principle of submission should apply all over the place. But as far as speaking out, the silence part, that's talking about the formal assembling of the body. I know in today's unbelievably busy world, it is difficult to find the time to write, but your words of encouragement are greatly appreciated. Also, if you feel prayerfully led of the Lord to help support the Church Fellowship Outreach of Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, your donations would also be greatly appreciated. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning for Bible study, praise, worship, and the Lord's Supper at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.